artificial intelligence, machine learning, data analytics. The COVID-19 crisis has prompted many treasurers to take a closer look at the opportunities brought by technology for automation and efficiency. At the same time, treasurers are increasingly taking on more strategic roles within their organisations. A recent virtual roundtable held by Treasury Today and Bottomline Treasury Express took a closer look at how treasurers are using advanced technologies in their organisations and how they are proactively building up their own skill sets. Our speakers Charles de Rouget and Tom Leach from Bottomline Treasury Express James Marshall, Head of Treasury at Virgin Media, and Kemi Bolarin, Director at DKB Treasury. Plus, our attendees who included Royston de Costa, Assistant Group Treasurer at Ferguson, and Severine Leblevenek, Senior Director, Treasury EMEA at Honeywell, all talked about the evolving role of the Treasurer and how technology fits into that. First, we hear from Sophie speaking with Kemi Balarin from DKB Treasury. What have you noticed about the shift in the role of the Treasurer and how has technology been part of that? It's a brave new world and the possibilities of technology is just endless. I mean, with digital technology shaping the world in which we live in and work, what I've just seen is the fact that um, we as Treasury professionals are sitting right there in the middle of a digital ecosystem and we pretty much have no choice but to evolve. Our role has moved from being sort of a traditional risk manager to actually be a forward-thinking um, strategic partner. So this skill set for me is definitely um, different now. The skill set is anchored on, on, on data science, um, predictive and prescriptive analytics, you know, be able to generate a dashboard that's full of actionable um, insights. Uh, this means that, you know, a treasurer has to become fluent in what we now call digital transformation, um, understanding good quality data and the employment of technology um, such as AI and machine learning. Next, we hear from James Marshall from Virgin Media. Looking back, you know, the systems that we had in place, you know, were, were, you know, were certainly adequate enough, worked just fine. Um, you know, w- would I like to play for a little bit more technology across this Yes, for sure. Definitely. I think that sort of, you know, that probably would have helped us somewhat. So I think kind of the next phase is really, look, I'm not going to be going back to picking up my baggage from the safe from my cupboards that I had before. Don't need it. Um, but however, you know, I do just need to adapt kind of our way of working now because, it, you know, it's got to be have to be fit for purpose for the next five, six years. I think now we're not going back, are we? That's the thing. Charles de Rouget from Bottom Line Treasury Express contributes by saying... I mean, the treasury has been evolving at such a fast pace, accelerated by pandemic. But you look 10 years, we were going, starting to have system. We now we have data inside, like Camille said, we have new regulation, PSD2 open banking. We have really new payment type, instant payments. So it's really interesting for, for us that we want to innovate. We want to bring the best product, the best solution um, to exchange with you. So I'm really excited about, about this, uh, this session today. Bottom line, Treasury Express's Tom Leach adds. What we're seeing now in conversations at the very start of talking to treasurers is they often have software engineers and data engineers with them in the discussions. So it's no longer just us 
trying to convince the treasurer to, to buy the system. It's also now speaking to technology, speaking to the data teams of saying, where can we plug in? Do you have open access? Is it you know, microservices built on APIs? Yeah, so we're now having to have much more in-depth conversations of how treasurers can access the data within softwares. And I think that's a big shift because there is so much, you know, it is effectively the oil now of all businesses if they want to move through and, and get access to it. Uh, and if you don't have the ability to view data, you're going to be left behind. So I think there's been a big shift on how technology has been adopted, but also within that, how data in the engine room behind it is being accessed by treasurers. We heard from treasurers about the proactive approaches they've taken to build their own skill sets. We need to be agile in our learning. We need to be inquisitive. We need to be curious. We need to use all the sort of various forum platform that is out there to learn. For example, I use LinkedIn Learning almost 30 minutes every day to do any form of agile thinking top up on on my existing um, skills. Um, I'm very much interested in robotics. I'm interested in AIs. I'm interested in machine learning. And what I do is make sure that, you know, I'm linked to many organizations that run different webinars, different seminars, just to top up on my knowledge and be the subject matter expert that takes it back to the team. Severine Leblavenic from Honeywell shared her thoughts. To really understand what could be done uh, and, and, and to really comprehend this technology, uh, I, I learned online uh, on the UiPath uh, website. Uh, I took my uh, developer certificate, definitely pushing me outside my, my comfort zone. And it meant that I really could understand uh, what are the limitations of the technology? What are the, the points where mm-hmm, it's better to do it that way than that way? It will be more robust. And, and to have something really precise when we had it built. I think we should be focusing and managing the time of our staff as efficiently as we manage the money uh, or, or budgets uh, in the company. And I think often uh, when it's the time of the staff, nobody looks at what are they spending their time on, while we do look very carefully what are we spending our money on. And I think we have uh, ever less people to do ever more at Honeywell, and I think my obligation is that I owe to my team is that they dedicate their time to things that, that really need their brain and need their enthusiasm and, and uh, uh, where they can add value uh, and that the rest should be automated. And the importance of analytics in getting more value out of data. Where I really, really can see value for me is that a lot of our forecasting is based on, you know, drilling into systems, you know, ERP systems, you know, that gives you half the story. Other half the story through receipts and collections is a little bit more difficult. You know, we've got many millions of customers billed monthly, but actually digging into that business analytics data that's been used to help, you know, make strategic decisions. I mean, that's my best source of information. Um, So it's just trying to bend that a little bit just to kind of to meet our needs. The conversation continued. It's fair to say we can see a shift that now, a lot of corporate, especially, of course, in utility, in our business, but you want to be very careful. You want to have that section screening, that IML, that watch list. IML and watch list is becoming more and more important, is a tick box that you want to have from an audit perspective. It's a reputational risk. It is very close to meeting the risk on fraud. In, in our uh, platform at bottom line, we have those solutions that are embedded with everything we, you do, whether it's a TMS, payments, connectivity. We offer those two tools that are anti-money laundering, watch list screening, and the anti-fraud, which is AI, based on machine learning and artificial intelligence, that's going to flag those transactions. 
Finally, we hear from Royston da Costa. My concern, really, frankly, is this. We've come out of COVID-19 pandemic, and I think there are some positives in terms of what we've seen happen, particularly in the treasury space and in terms of technology. And, you know, with all respect to parties involved, we can say the fintechs pretty much, you know, stepped up the mark. Treasurers have broadly stepped up the mark. We're the banks. So from a treasurer's perspective, I think that's kind of why I'd like to see more, let's say, corporates, treasurers, pushing the agenda with their banking partners and to some degree the vendors. But I think the vendors are doing what they can and should be doing. The last point I want to make, regulation, the bane of our lives. Me in particular, we just listed on the New York Stock Exchange, Sarbanes-Oxley, nightmare. Technology is the solution without a question. So if I was a treasurer and I'm sitting and have a choice, you've got the easy route, the hard route. Technology gives an easy route. Which route do you think I'm going to want to take? So without question, technology every time in that particular sort of scenario meets the mark. Now for some final words from bottom line. I don't think in the next two years, any treasurer will still use web banking and Excel and downloading. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm dreaming, but I don't think there will be any more. It's exciting. It's moving at fast pace. Uh, it's the future and we're here to help. We would like to thank all the attendees of this virtual roundtable with contributions from Royston de Costa, Assistant Group Treasurer at Ferguson, and Severine Leblavenek, Senior Director, Treasury at Honeywell. As well as our expert speakers, Charles de Rouget and Tom Leach from Bottomline Treasury Express, James Marshall, Head of Treasury at Virgin Media, and Kemi Bellarin, Director at DKB Treasury. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode brought to you by Treasury Today and Bottomline Treasury Express. And please subscribe so you can keep an eye out for our latest episodes.